that the ownership of Chicago Tribune, uh, the newspaper, which is under Tribune Publishing, it's been in the news cycle for quite some time. And uh, joining us right now is Ken Doctor. He's a media analyst and author of News on. Let's see. Let me make sure I'm saying this right, Ken. News on on. How do I say that? Newsonomics. Yes, newsonomics. Yes, I know. Uh, 12 new trends that will shape the news you get. Ken, thanks so much for being with us. Um, By the way, I loved your website. I started really doing a deep dive and I was reading all of the uh, articles that you've written on there and some of the other articles that are also linked. Fascinating stuff. Thank you very much. Um, Okay, so, you know, before we talk about the Chicago Tribune, I wanted to ask you a little bit about just sort of in general, um, just wanted you to kind of wax poetic about um, how do you, you know, think, and this is from one of your articles that's on your website, how will the pandemic um, reshape the local news industry? Right. So, uh, unfortunately, the pandemic has been a, has been a, a, a further blow to what is uh, an industry that's been staggering. Um, I came out of the news industry. I was an uh, editor with Night Ritter Newspapers, which was the second biggest in the in the country till it sold in 2006. And I've been covering uh, both the ups, uh, ups, ups and downs of, of the news industry. Uh, the national level, the Times and the Post are doing great. And the local newspapers have had a world of woe really since the last uh, recession. And now with the pandemic, uh, the, the, the one word that describes it is acceleration. So they've been losing print readers. They've been gaining some digital readers. Uh, they've been losing digital advertising to Google and Facebook. And when the pandemic came along, um, it basically um, cut their business by about another fifth. So, of course, with all the the local shutdowns all around the country, uh, advertising dried up. Uh, You know, no events, uh, restaurants closing, uh, a lot of advertisers cutting back. Uh, And ironically, what we saw out of the pandemic, and, and the one thing that's really important for us to remember is that the traffic on the digital websites doubled in mm-hmm. many cases. I bet it did in Chicago as well. And the number of digital subscriptions went up because people locally really understood the value of local news information in, in, a, in a pandemic. But in business, it is, is basically accelerating the decline of the industry, which has been nonstop for 13 years. And it's really advancing that decline by about three years. So the reader relied more heavily on local news than ever before during this pandemic. Yeah, if you think about it, I mean, you, know, you can watch uh, cable news and CNN and, uh, and what, whatever, and you get that national picture and you get that, 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 that scary scorecard in the lower right part of your screen. But what you really want to know is what's happening in my city and best what's happening in my community. Is it spreading here? Where can I get tested? Where can I get groceries? Um, all of these very basic questions. And, of course, national media can't uh, answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And the best local media really rose to the occasion. And you had a lot of reporters who were putting themselves at danger, especially early on when we knew even less about it. And people responded. They read. They, they gobbled up everything they could get. Mm-hmm. And they subscribed you know, in, 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 when they hadn't uh, subscribed before. Oh, well, that's good to know, because I was going to ask you, I mean, Ken, do you think that, you know, the public who relies on these local news sources realizes that um, they're in so much danger? But you do say that some subscriptions were up. 
Yeah, I mean, some people realize it. I mean, certainly, like the the the, the news, all the, the the trials and tribulations of the Chicago Tribune, of the Sun Times, there um, are, are are well known. Um, WBZ cutbacks, well in the news uh, within the last two weeks, so people know it. But they're subscribing for two reasons. One is, um, in some cases, support. They see this is a, a medium that might need their help. But also, it's like any other product. Are they getting something from it that's of value? And people are saying yes, increasingly. Well, it seems it's been a continual question of sort of how to get readers to subscribe and actually pay for the service, you know, to kind of put that paywall up and then actually get them to fill out yeah. that information on their credit card. I mean, is that the only possibility or are there other possibilities that it can be a solution to sort of maintaining um, local local news sources, especially when you say the public does rely on them? Sure, that, that's the main one. And, and we look to success, the most successful leader in this by far is the New York Times. And you look at the New York Times, and it now has 6 million subscribers overall. It basically has more than three times subscribers that it had at, at the height of print. So that's national, but its, its business is booming because people see the value of it as a national news source. We have uh, papers in Minneapolis and in Boston. For Boston, for instance, has more than 100,000 digital subscribers, and they're paying a dollar a day. So there are examples around the country where the best papers, and papers in quotes because they're, they're, they're mainly digital in a lot of ways, are getting people to pay, and clearly going forward, reader revenue in the form of subscriptions is number one. Number two is advertising. It's just not as as big as it used to be, but it's still important. And then, interestingly, in, in, in Chicago and any other city, it's the role of philanthropy. Mm. So if these enterprises are really seen as civic enterprises, I know that the Guild has made a major point of that with the Tribune lately, uh, if they're seen as uh, civic enterprises, philanthropy can't pay most of the bills, but it can be a very important supplement. So it could be 10 or 20% of a budget if that if that newspaper can write itself and be strong enough in digital subscription uh, and advertising. So I think that's the route forward. We see some papers doing that around the country, but unfortunately most aren't, and most are just cutting back. And, of course, they cut back, and on the content, they get fewer subscribers. Um, and speaking of uh, philanthropy and sort of the call out um, in terms of locally here in Chicagoland is about the Chicago Tribune. And, and a friend of mine who works at the Trib uh, posted to um, their Facebook page, you know, this was the quote, uh, as some of you may know, Tribune Publishing is being taken over by Alden Global Capital, a hedge fund known as the strip miners of journalism, known for gutting newspapers to line investors' pockets. We're fighting for the Tribune for our work, for our communities for you and for the truth. So please save our Tribune by signing this petition to bring ownership of our newspapers back to our communities and keep Chicago journalism strong. Um, Valiant, yeah, valiant effort. Um, And so why has this philanthropic, you know, arm, why has someone not risen up to kind of help save uh, the paper or other papers that are like the Tribune around the country or around the globe? 
So they have it a few places. So we see this in Salt Lake City with the Huntsman family. We see it in the Berkshire Mountains of Western Massachusetts. Uh, we see it here and there, and there are actually numerous civic groups now. Um, the McClatchy Company, which is a little bigger than Tribune, is in bankruptcy, and there are civic buyers in California and Washington and the Carolinas. There are civic buyers, and there may be ones in Chicago again. There have been this has surfaced a number of times in Chicago. Um, but the the first problem is you can have willing buyers, mm-hmm. but you don't have a willing seller. Oh. The Tribune Company has not wanted through all of its changes, through Michael Farrow and the, the later changes, and now Alden gaining much more influence, but not complete control of Tribune yet. Basically, the company is saying it's not for sale. If you want to buy a Chicago Tribune. You can't do that. You want to make a bid for the whole company, they have to listen because they're a public company. And that we're seeing that around the country, that the sellers believe that they can generally make more money by holding on to these enterprises than they can by selling off single pieces of them. And largely, they are chains with 10 or 20 or 30 or more properties. I know that traditionally, uh, and it makes complete sense, I mean, if we're not talking sort of about philanthropy, we've also, you know, it makes sense to keep uh, freedom of the press and and the governments apart. But uh, is that part of a solution is maybe to get some money from the government, actually, to to help? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as we know, our our tradition, especially in the U.S., is a very strong separation of of the press, going back to the First Amendment and and government. And, And that has generally served us very well as a country, having a very independent press. Um, I think this isn't uh, an either-or question. I, I, I'm in the camp of I don't want to see the government, I don't want to see government officials deciding winners or losers and who they're going to pay. But there's a lot that can be done with tax codes, for, for uh, instance, where um, if uh, there are civic owners, uh, nonprofit owners, low-profit owners, who can get benefits, uh, tax benefits, essentially, by their ownership or their buying um, or if you, what happens if you subscribe to a newspaper mm-hmm. and that subscription was tax deductible? That mm-hmm. kind of stuff is really a kind of government intervention. Uh-huh. That's but clever. It, it avoids, you know, the, the government picking winners or losers. Well, I wanted to ask you about something else uh, that I saw because we were talking about subscriptions. And there was an article um, on your website. Um, it's called The 7% Rule, Why a Ridiculously yeah. Small Percentage of Digital Audience Drives the Future of News. Can you elaborate on this a little bit? It's, it's a question that I think all of us kind of wonder exactly how many people are really clicking and how many different people are actually clicking on right. different sites. I mean, that's the thing that's so different. It is hard to get our heads around how different the digital world world is than the print world. So in the print world, you published copies of the paper, you sold most of them, and you had an actual number. And importantly, every copy you printed cost you more money to print and distribute. The Internet, of course, is a wholly different thing. You, you, you pay that reporter, you put that story up, and you can distribute it as, to as many people as possible for essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and with the, especially our phones now, we can get to any article anywhere we want with just, you know, a swipe or a click. So true. So that means that um, these companies, the Chicago Tribune, Boston Globe, Denver Post, they have audiences that are 20 times, 30 times bigger than what they had in print, 
But audiences in quotes, it just means you or I went to one of their pages at least once a month. That's not a real reader. So if you if you step back from it, the 7% comes from there are maybe 5 to 10% of readers who are really regular readers of that publication digitally. And so that, of course, is going to be the core that you're going to figure out maybe a way to get them to subscribe. The rest of people, you know, basically it's a nice number to say we've got, mm-hmm. you know, 20 million people, but it's inconsequential to the business. It doesn't get you a subscription, doesn't get you much advertising. Well, Ken, doctor, thank you so much for being with us. And I recommend everybody check out the website, Newsonomics. There we go. I said it Good. properly that time. <laughs> Newsonomics.com. And of course, the uh, author of uh, Newsonomics 12 New Trends that will shape the news you get. And I think, Ken, you're saying basically we all need to subscribe, right? That would be a good first step, G. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Stay well.